Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at myemmanuelchurch. We hope you enjoy this message. y'all for joining us here online today. I think, um, there we go. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you to our worship team. Always doing an amazing job bringing us into the presence of God. If y'all are, if y'all are watching online and y'all are just listening and not worshiping along with us, you're missing out. Because <laughs> the presence of God, it doesn't matter if you are here or uh, if you have the opportunity to be with us here in person, or if you are at home, God can meet you where you are at. We are so glad that you are here watching us, joining us here online. Um, we uh, we just finished up our series last week called People Matter. And, uh, you know, I forgot to mention, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was uh, I, I, sometimes I forget, but I want to welcome anybody that's watching for the first time. Uh, we, if you are watching for the first time, let us know in the chat on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're watching from. Let us know that you're watching for the first time, so we can reach out to you, get connected with you, and, and uh, help you get to know us a little bit more. And don't forget, you can continue to give online at mymanualchurch.com/give. It tells you there all the options that you have to give because you can also give through text. You can give through that website there. Um, Or if you ever want to just drop by in person while we're here during service, you can also do that and drop off an offering. um, I am Pastor Gabe, in case I haven't mentioned. Um, and me and my wife, Lajinska, we always have the, we have the honor of being able to pastor here at Emmanuel Church. And while we are not beginning a new series today, um, we will be back in August, but we will be in August. But for right now, I am going to be, for the next few weeks, I wouldn't say it's a series, but they are along the same train of thought, of ideas that I want to share. And... You know, while I had been preparing this this past week, I have to use this one. Thanks. Sorry, you guys. Technical difficulties over here. But um, uh, as I had been, as I was saying, as I have been preparing this past week. Um, uh, I knew that we weren't going to do, be doing a particular series, but I felt on my heart um, to share with the church and to share with y'all some of the struggles that I've been facing. Um, and and I, I know that a lot of us are also facing. And so I want to be able to talk through and have this kind of conversation about like the, the difficulties that we're facing right now when it comes to life. I know a lot of us might be facing a lot of stress or worry, anxiety. Uh, maybe we're, we're struggling with our mental health, with depression. Uh, maybe we're struggling with burnout, being tired all of the time. And uh, thank you. Being tired all of the time. Or, or, or the like. And I know that there is a lot going on and there is, it's easy to get worn out from this. It's easy to get worn out from everything. 
You know, I, I think there, there's been a, a, a term that they've coined recently saying that a lot of people are having pandemic uh, or quarantine fatigue. Like people are just being worn out by being stuck at home or being, uh, are, are being uh, moved around from their regular schedules of life and not, not knowing what's going to come next. And so all of that has been on my mind lately. And honestly, I've felt the burden of it myself. I've felt tired. I've felt emotionally weak. And I felt like I don't know what I'm going to do and what's going to happen. I felt anxious. I felt stressed. And so for the next few weeks, I want to be able to talk about that and how we can challenge these things in our life or how can we deal with these things in our life. And today, I want to talk about uh, being tired or the idea of burnout. And if you don't know what burnout is, burnout is essentially where you're either at work or in a, in a part of your life where you feel emotionally, physically, and even spiritually drained. The things that used to make you happy don't seem to bring you the same kind of joy. You seem to be going through the motions and, and, and you're doing it because you, you're, you always do it or you have to do it. But it doesn't bring you joy anymore. You, you've stepped away from the things uh, that make you happy. In some cases, you step away from those things. Some cases, you, you distance yourself from people. And, and it brings us to a point where we're really what it is is that we are exhausted. Exhausted. We're exhausted. We're tired mentally. We don't want to think about anything anymore. We're tired physically. We don't want to get out of bed anymore. We're tired emotionally. We're just numb to everything that's going on around us. And that is something that many of us are experiencing. And for me, I had been on like the verge of getting to a point where I was crashing soon. Um, with everything that has happened here, like with COVID-19 and quarantine and everything, you know, we had to switch to an online format for a while. And for those of you who are watching, we used to post our videos and sermons like online, but we would record them during the service and then edit and then upload them later. That's what we knew. Now we had to learn how to do online streaming. So you're watching us live. This is in real time. And this was a whole new ball game of things. There was new things to learn, new equipment to acquire. And on top of all that, now we were dealing with something new where we had to, we had to learn how to lead and pastor and minister to people even when we couldn't see them. How are we going to reach out to them? And oftentimes, I know my team can sympathize that we felt like we were doing more work than when we were ever meeting in person. And it didn't make any sense because logically it's like, well, there aren't a lot of people here so that we can take things easy. But it felt like more. It felt more difficult. It felt more uh, a heavier load. And at some points, I felt super drained and super tired about it. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but I was getting to a point of burnout that I have reached before in life. I've dealt with this before where I get tired, I get upset and angry. Every little thing seems to bother you and nothing can go right. Nothing can be right. It doesn't matter even if it is right. You know, we had some some massive technical difficulties at some points in time when we were barely beginning to learn. And we were, we would have delays and all that kind of stuff. And I would just get upset. And 
So, so how do we deal? How do we deal with this tiredness? How do we deal with this burnout? Well, I want to share with you a story in the Bible from First Kings chapter nineteen. The story of the prophet Elijah. Now, Elijah is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He is so interesting. Because first of all, he comes from nowhere. Like the Bible, the Bible just suddenly Elijah appears. He's the son of someone we've never heard of before. And he just shows up on the scene and he does um, like amazing, miraculous things. His, his ministry was filled with some crazy stuff. He brought fire, he prayed fire down from heaven. Um, at the end of his life, he was taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire. He uh, he challenged the prophets of Baal. He did so much in his life, and there were miracles that 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 spread out throughout his life and ministry. Yet he experienced the same kind of issues that we go through today. He was just a normal human being, just like us. And at the end of one of his greatest victories. He, he stood before these 400 prophets of Baal. He challenged them to a concert, con, uh, contest, uh, not a concert now. Uh, although, you know, but, and he was really petty during the contest. If you've never read the story, you should read the story. He said, whoever God answers by fire, that's going to be who's the real God of Israel. And so the prophets of Baal are crying out to their God and they're trying to get fire to come down from heaven and they're doing stuff and all Elijah is doing is making fun of them just like hey maybe he's on vacation maybe he's taking a nap you gotta talk louder and he's just taunting them and ultimately at the end of the story he prays a short prayer a short prayer and at the and when his prayer was done uh he had even poured water all over the altar he made the thing that made the challenge even more difficult at the end of his prayer fire came down from heaven and he truly showed that god our god was the god of israel and he won that challenge but at the end of this challenge he runs away because of a woman named jezebel who threatened his life at the end of his greatest challenge, he faced, at the, at the height of his greatest victory, he faced his greatest challenge. In verses 3 to 5 it says, Elijah was afraid and he ran from, for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. And, and Elijah complained to God. Like, he said, I, I've had enough. I've done it. I, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the breaking point of my life. I am tired. I'm exhausted. I've faced this great victory. And yet, my life is in danger. I, and he even complained to God and said, there's no one left in Israel but me. I am the only one that is faithful to you. God and he just cried out to God and complained to God and if that isn't us you know when when difficult things happen when when difficult circumstances arise sometimes even the minors the most minor inconveniences man I just wish I was dead I wish this was just over. I wish this was just done with. I'm exhausted. I'm tired and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Elijah made four 
simple mistakes that led him to this point. But these mistakes, even though they are small, they build up to get us to this point. They build up to get us to the point of exhaustion and tiredness. First of all, number one, we run ourselves into the ground. Elijah was was busy. After he did that, he ran and he ran away and he was just keeping on going and keep on going. He said, I have to keep going. I have to keep ministering. I have to keep doing all of this. Otherwise, I, I don't know. Israel's going to fall into a state of disarray. His mind and mentality is, I just need to keep going. He didn't take time to rest. He didn't take time to take care of himself. He didn't take time to do anything that he needed to do. Instead of praying to God for strength, he prayed to God that he would die. Instead of praying for God for resources or help or encouragement, he complained to God instead. And he ran himself into the ground. He ran himself into the ground. He he isolated himself. Number two, he shut people off. It says that he left his servant in a city and he went out into the wilderness by himself out, by himself. His servant was probably the one person that could have, may have encouraged him, the closest person to him at the time. And he could have helped him, but instead Elijah shut him out. And we do that when, when we're tired and we're exhausted. We don't, we don't want to tell anybody, you know, we do the thing that the thing that everybody does. How are you doing? I'm good. It's like a lie, like the biggest lie we are telling in the world. I'm fine, yeah. How's everything? Yeah, everything's all right. Everything's all right. And we're struggling. But we shut people out. We shut people out. And we don't, we, we, we don't want to deal with the problem at hand. We don't want people to help or know that we're weak or we feel weak. We feel like they might change their perspective of, of us if we do. Number three, we focus on the negative. Elijah was focusing on the negative. He was saying, I'm the only one left. Someone's trying to kill me. God. Like, Elijah should have been focusing on the fact that, man, did you see that? That was the great, that was a great victory. We showed them fire came down from, man, I feel, I covered that altar with gallons and gallons of water. Nothing should have been able to burn. Yet fire came down and burned it all. Rocks and sacrifice and evaporated the water. Even that was amazing. Instead, he was like, God, why am I alone? Why is my life in danger? He wasn't focusing on what God just did. He was focusing on his negative. He was focusing on the problems that he had. And number four, we forget God. He wasn't asking God for any help. He was like, that's it. I'm done. Take me. He was, he was forgetting what God had just done for him, in fact. He was forgetting what, that God had been with him the whole time, that, 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 that he wasn't alone, that, and, and struggled with the idea that he, that he was on, that God was on his side. We, and all of these things put together, little by little, build us up to a place that we become exhausted and tired. We shut people out. In my case, when I talked about I was, I was at the point of burnout, one thing that I was doing is that I was focusing on the negative. Every time there was something wrong, that's what, all I would talk about all day. You could ask my wife. The, like, after I get home from church, I just, man, this went wrong, and this went wrong, and this went wrong, and this went wrong. Like, people could tell me, man, that was a good sermon. I didn't even think about that. 
I was just focused on everything that went wrong. And I was always working. I had, I, I, at some point in my life, I had set up a schedule where I decided that Mondays are my days off. I don't let nobody bother me. No, nah, even if people text me for like work stuff, church stuff, I don't, I don't respond. So I'm not being rude. That's just my day. And I like to, to, to not focus on anything. But during this period of COVID and quarantine and everything like that, I ignored all of that. I started working on days that I had dedicated for myself, that I dedicated for me and my wife. I had started working late into the night, even though I had always given myself a deadline to say, after this time, I'm not going to do anything anymore so that I can just rest and relax. And I had been just running. I was running myself into the ground. I ignored everything that I had already learned about resting and taking care of myself and ran myself into the ground. I, I tried to do, and I shut people off, I tried to do everything, even though I very well know, knew that I could not. Even though I knew that I couldn't. I was always focusing on the negative and I forgot God. I was worried, I was more concerned about the things we needed to do than I was actually leading people to Jesus. Than I was actually getting into the presence of God. I wasn't spending enough time in prayer on my own. I, I, I would pray when I was here at church, but when I was back, back at home, I was just complaining. And that's how we get there. That's how we get to that point where we're, we're down and burned down and tired and burdened and we don't know what to do. And Elijah was there. He was at that point. And the, and the thing that comforts me about Elijah's story is that God knew all of this. God knew the mistakes that Elijah was making, but God never stopped supporting Elijah. In fact, right after he asked God to die... He says, God, just kill me. Take me now. This, this is the end of my life. God taps him on the shoulder and says, go sleep. <laughs> wakes him up. An angel wakes him up. He says, here's some food. Eat. Go back to sleep. The three times. Never underestimate the spiritual power of a nap. <laughs> he told Elijah, you're, you're, you're working too much. You're resting. He looked out for him. He told him to rest. He brought him sustenance. He told him, take care of yourself. You need to eat. You can't just abandon yourself and just ignore all of your needs. And not only that, then he take, after he, after he does all of that, he takes Elijah to the mountain that they called Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. And in verse 11 and 12, he tells him, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you, Elijah. He says, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And he told Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? And you know what Elijah did? He said, God, I'm sorry, I forgot you. No, he said, he started complaining again. He started, he forgot everything that just happened again. The things that God just showed him and did to, to remind him how powerful he was. To remind him that he was taking care of him. And he says, God, I'm all alone. 
I'm all alone. I'm tired. I'm broken. But when we are in that state, we are blind. But we have to remember that God is on our side. Do you know why God whispered to Elijah? He didn't have to yell. Because God is always close by. He didn't have to yell. Because he was near Elijah the entire time. The entire time that Elijah thought he was gone, God was there. God took care of him. God told him, you need to eat. You need to take care of yourself. You need to rest. There, there, are, there are those practical things that we can do. The, counter, the countermeasures to every single one of the mistakes we make are the things that help pick us up from those points. When we're tired, instead of running ourselves into the ground, we need to remember we need to rest. We need to rest. We need to take a break. Take a day off. Go on vacation. Well, you know, vacations are difficult right now. But take a, home, take a staycation. Stay home. Turn off your phone. Stay away from everybody for a little while. Take a vacation. Secondly, don't, don't shut the right people out. The people who can help you. The people who can support you. The people who can pray for you and lift you up. The ones that you know that can be there for you. Don't shut people out. Because we have a habit of doing that when we're going through desperate situations that we shut out the right people. And sometimes we let the wrong people in, but that's another message. <laughs> the third mistake was we focus on the negative. We have to remember, instead of focusing on the negative, we have to focus on what God has already done and what God is doing. Every time that we, we're, we're going through a season of burnout, that doesn't mean that God isn't still working. That God isn't still in the midst of us. That he isn't still doing something. You know. And during the times where I would be complaining about stuff. Lejinska, she would always be telling me. It was like, well, so and so told me that, you know, they really enjoyed the message today. And she would try. But I wouldn't always get it. But we need to remember that there are things that God is trying to tell us. Remind us that he is still taking care of us. And that, that fourth one. Remember that God is near. Always. All the time. He hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't left us. He hasn't done anything to, to, to move away. You know, Elijah was worried about a lot of things. And he was concerned and he was complaining. And, and you know, ultimately what happened? All of the things that led him to the burnout. The worries and the troubles and the anxieties that he had. None of it even happened. He's like, someone's going to kill me so I might as well die before then. I'm the only one in Israel. Israel is not going to turn back to God. All of the stuff that he was worried about and that brought him to that point didn't even happen. He ended up being able to recruit someone for ministry named Elisha. The, the Elijah and Elisha, I know it's always confusing. But Elisha, he ended up training his protege. Now he wasn't even alone by himself. He had someone with him. He continued to do ministry. And then Elisha did even greater ministry after him. He was worried about the, the nation of Israel, but during Elisha's time and Elijah's time, they started to turn back to God. Like he was worried about all of these things and nothing even came of it. When we focus on all of this, we burn ourselves out and we forget how great God is. We forget that he is the one that is with us always. Even if we go through a storm, God is with us and he'll take us through it. Even if we're facing an obstacle that seems too hard to overcome, God is strong enough. 
Even though, the, even though we have enemies and people that are trying to keep us down, the Bible tells us that no weapon formed against us is going to win. That no enemy can keep us down. And no matter how hard, hard it is, how, mu- how much our hearts may hurt, how, how much our souls may break at the circumstances of our nation or the, the circumstances of our lives, God can heal and bring us through. We can't forget him. And in fact, when we're going through seasons where we're tired, that's the, the time that we need to remember to focus back on God. That we need to remember that he hasn't left us. Through my, with, my, with my situation, the one thing that I learned, I, I was doing a lot of stuff myself. And I realized, you know what? I have a team, an awesome team of people that can help me. And they have stepped up and taken a lot of that uh, and done a great job. And I don't even have to worry about it oftentimes anymore. Sometimes they come to me and it's like, well, I don't know if I did this right. You're doing great. (laughs) But they've helped me. They've helped. They've stepped up. They've done great things. I, I have a team of people that I can rely on. And I started to get out of this rut and I started to realize, you know, God, even if things are not always going right, that doesn't mean that you haven't left us and that you are still not working in our lives. I know it's frustrating right now. It's frustrating that we have to go back and forth between meeting online and in person. I know it can be difficult when you're stuck at home and you don't know what to do or what's going to happen next. And you're worried about, you know, is work going to be the same? Is school going to be the same? Is life going to be the same after this? And we get tired and we burn ourselves out and we worry and we're anxious and we're troubled and we're stressing ourselves out. But God is still with us. That's one of my most favorite things about a lot of the stories in the Bible with the disciples. They were always complaining about the troubles that they saw around them. But Jesus was always with them. He didn't leave them. He didn't abandon them. And that's the same for us today. And I'm about to close right now. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today. Because as things have seemed to have been getting worse, and it doesn't seem sometimes like there's no end in sight to what is happening, that this, this too is going to pass. We're going to make it through this too. And that God is walking with us every step of the way. So I want to pray for you today. If you're, if, if you're having a rough time, if you're having a difficult time, if you feel exhausted, I want to pray that you would remember God and that he would restore you as you learn to trust in him again. So if you would bow your heads with me today as we pray and call out to God. Father, many of us are tired right now. Many of us are at a point of breaking. Confusion, anxiety, worry, stress, uncertainty. We're facing a, a time in our lives that, that no one expected. 
that we're not sure how to navigate or what to do. But help us to remember that you have not abandoned us in this. As you have promised in your word, you will never leave us, never forsake us. That you are by our side always. Help us to trust you because we're, if we're being honest, we don't always do that. We do more complaining than we do praising. We do more worrying than we do worship. We worry more about, we, we focus more on our problems than our praise. We forget you in the midst of our struggles and storms, God. But help us to remember that you are with us. That you have not abandoned us. And give us strength. For those that are lacking in strength today, God, I, re I pray for renewing of strength. For those that need rest today, I pray that you would give them rest. The best sleep of their life tonight. For those, God, that are emotionally hurting, that are, 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 are mentally straining, God, bring healing to their lives. To those that are grieving and struggling in this time, bring them comfort and peace. God, for all of us that are tired, remind us that you said, I will take the yoke with you. My burden is easy. Here I am to give you rest. We thank you, Lord. We, we hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.